You're listening to The Bucket List. Christian Ronaldo. Just scored his 700th professional goal. 700th? Yeah, which is amazing, considering he's still probably got another five or six years left in him. Is he really that good? Is is he better than Beckham? Beckham's not even in the top thousand players of all time. Then why is he so well known? Image. Got his kid off regularly, married a Spice Girl. Golden balls. Exactly. Dumb as a brush, as I used to say. he was the captain. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Really? He wasn't really captain for very long, perhaps one or two games. Do you like Ronaldo? Is he a good-looking guy? He's a very good-looking guy, but nobody's as good-looking as David Beckham. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. From a female perspective, definitely. <laughs> Until Beckham opens his mouth. Exactly. Yep. It's amazing what they get paid in soccer and overseas compared to Australia, isn't it? No, oh, definitely. Australia hasn't got the media rights. That's the problem. That's where the money comes from to pay the players. It's always an old adage about the Premier League in the UK. The clubs themselves, they don't need anyone in the grounds to make money. They could play in in front of empty stadiums and the TV money will still pay their players and keep their clubs afloat. And what's the likelihood of that ever happening? Oh, never. never. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's for the fans, die. Sports for the fans. You don't want empty stadiums. Getting quite expensive now in Premier League. Asked last year, year before, charged their away fans £54 just to go and see a game. Ridiculous money. When I used to go and watch and it was 10 quid on the door. Are they the worst fans in the world, the English soccer fans? Uh, oh, not, not anymore. There's a lot in Poland and South America they are pretty rancid. Poles are pretty bad. Well, we've got this issue at the minute. Obviously, England walked off the pitch against, uh, who are they playing, Slovakia? Racist chants and everything else. The racism in Eastern Europe is still pretty rife. So England, because they've got a number of black players, literally stopped the game, walked off the pitch twice. That's really super uncool. That's a huge, huge problem. Christian Ronaldo. Now, this guy took a pay cut with his four-year deal. Guess how much it's still worth? I think $20 million a season, isn't it? $64 million annually. That's a Mm. lot of money, isn't it? Didn't think it was that much, but it is. Christian Ronaldo is one of the richest sports stars. Guess how much he's worth entirely? Uh, He's got about half a billion dollars in the bank or something. Oh, so close. $450 million, beefy. I know that. Do you know one of the richest sports stars in the world, a guy called Robbie Fowler, who used to play for Liverpool, every time he got paid by Liverpool, he was one of the highest earning soccer players in Britain, he went and bought a house. And he owns about a 1,000 houses in Liverpool, rents them out to low-income families. Oh, that's nice. He's accumulated this huge property empire. Now he's coaching in Australia. He's actually doing property seminars all around Australia whilst he's here. Quite amazing. You see the basketball salaries and American football, all these salaries. They're out there. Some guys are paid 20, 25, 30 million a year. And then they're, they're negotiating for pay rises. What can you do with that extreme amount of money per year? If you're on 30 million, why would you need 35 million a year? What difference does it make? Even if you took a pay cut back to 20 million a year, you're still going to be mega comfortable. And what would your interest be in the bank of 450 million? Well, well, what now, is it, a million? Exactly right. But what is the difference between 5 million and 10 million a year? Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of our friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au. Longer lasting travel money? Travel in the bedroom have a lot in common, and you need to be protected. Wrap your cash in travel money Oz's Rate Move Guarantee at any of their 150 stores nationwide. It's free, and if the rate rises within 14 days, they'll give you the difference. 
the beds, the bees, and some foreign currency, please. Conditions apply. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Wimbledon will actually be serving strawberries with a vegan cream. Vegan cream? Wow. Made from nuts. Do you know, I've actually been getting into vegan meat at the minute. What's it like? It's actually not bad in burritos. You put enough spices in, it's all right. It's not too bad. I went vegan for about a month to five weeks, and every night I dreamt of hamburgers. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you. And I remember, and then I I remember because I was going to Bali. Yeah. I was detoxing. And then I got to the airport and I had a juicy hamburger and I was like, ding, ding, ding. The lights went on in my brain. It's like something awoke. Awoke the beast. There's a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers and been getting rave reviews because Lewis Hamilton's in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this documentary as well. Is he a vegan Schwarzenegger? Apparently so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a surprise. Isn't one of the Williams sisters they're vegans as well? Or are they both vegans? Venus. Venus. They call her Venus the vegan. No, they they they, don't. They do now. Well, Djokovic is a vegan as well. Yeah. His wife is. They both are. They had a vegan restaurant in Monte Carlo for a short while, which looked delicious, but it did close down. Yeah, it did. He says that since he changed to veganism, it's really helped his game because he said he used to get very sluggish. Okay. But I think people's bodies are different. Some adapt to meat and some prefer a plant-based diet. Yeah. But I think the more vegetables you can put in your diet, unprocessed, the better. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's refined sugars and and, um Highly processed foods are the big problem. But, uh, well, it's one of those things, isn't it? Each to their own die, and uh, I love a burger, and I love my uh, milk and dairy and eggs and all that stuff. So, What's the vegan burger like? Well, they, they get these, these new plant-based meat patties. They're actually quite good, I, I have to admit. Mm. And I think even Hungry Jack's or Burger King around the world, I think they've even got a uh, new vegan patty that actually tastes the same as a Whopper I saw here. Yeah, I mean, it's technology's moving, die, and so is putting meat flavour into vegan burgers. So, Well, I wonder what they'll be charging for the vegan strawberries and cream. Yeah, up around 10 quid, I reckon. If it, and you said it was £6 in 1992. Oh, I think it was, yes, it, way back then, so I would imagine it's up around, I'd say, it must be 8 or 9 quid, I reckon. Right, I'd say double the 6 at the moment. We'll have to try and find that one out. We are joined by Daniel Ciccone from Sportsnet Holidays. Wimbledon 2020, what have you guys got coming up? Undisputedly the most coveted event in tennis. I love the fact it's full of history, culture, and great little idiosyncrasies. It's the only major still played on grass, the all-white dress code. In 2017, fans consumed 33,000 kilos of strawberries and 10,000 litres of cream. So they love their strawberries and cream over there. I love this event. London is one of the most special cities in the world. Remarkable event and you cannot get tickets for this and obviously Sportsnet Holidays have them. We do and I guess that's one of the the special inclusions. We include debenture tickets which are the best tickets in the house. They're in the best locations. We have them for all sessions on centre court and number one court so they're official and they are impossible to get. We have them. Outstanding because they are like gold dust. What other um, special experience and inclusions do you offer? With the debenture tickets uh, you get access to the debenture lounge. Around both centre court and number one court. Our guests will get access to this lounge. It includes like a variety of restaurants and bars that are only accessible for people wearing the debenture badge. Uh, They can pre-book a restaurant or walk in on the day to dine, uh, but it's the perfect way to enjoy the most iconic tennis tournament in the world. And, you know, Wimbledon is all about status and privilege and being seen and and being in the debenture lounge and having a, a debenture ticket is a really big deal there. Plus, 
Uh, everybody who books a package with us gets inclusion into the Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Museum, so an opportunity to get up close to the championships trophies, learn about the history, the traditions, and the legends of the game. Plus, there's also the, the museum's virtual reality experience, which is a new and exciting way to uh, experience Wimbledon. There's some really great special inclusions that we have for this unbelievable bucket list event. I'm guessing you're looking after accommodation or transfers to Wimbledon itself? We are beefy. All our packages are one night's accommodation at a, a really great four-star hotel in central London. You get a a reserved bench seat, either on centre court or number one court, access to the Benjamin Lounge, you get the Wimbledon Law Museum, and then we include a London Oyster card. It's so easy to get to Wimbledon from central London, so we include the Oyster card. You jump on the tube and on the train to get out to, to and from Wimbledon. And the great thing about our packages, you can stay for one night or you can stay for the whole two weeks. You can include one ticket or you can include every ticket. So we make it as flexible as possible. The whole atmosphere about Wimbledon is just something else, isn't it? It's, it you have to experience it. Uh, you definitely do. The tennis is almost secondary. You know, just being at the event itself is special. And I think any event that is in the top handful of of bucket list events, whether it's the Monaco Grand Prix, whether it's Wimbledon, it's all about just being there. And this is something special. And the atmosphere, no doubt, is brilliant. Where are most of you guys coming from? Because you've got such access to exclusive tickets, I guess there's people coming from all over the world. They're from everywhere. It's just one of those events that everyone wants to, to attend. And because the tickets are so hard to get and, you know, because people don't want to buy unofficial tickets everything, as you know, of, of ours is official. We get them from all over the world, but obviously Australia is, is our number one, with New Zealand number two. You're an official ticket agent. That's one tick. You've got awesome tickets. Debenture tickets gives you access to the Debenture Lounge. You've got transfers from the London Hotel that you're putting people up, four-star accommodation, to Wimbledon itself, and you're going to look after people left, right, and centre. This is an experience not to be missed. Daniel, how do people book? They can call us on our free call number from anywhere in Australia, one. 1- 1-300-888-858. Give them a bell, one 888 or sportsnetholidays.com. You're listening to The Bucket List. Have you been to the Melbourne Cup, Beefy? Yeah, I've been to a few, actually. Being Welsh. Was the Melbourne Cup well-known in Wales? Not when I was growing up. It's become more well-known now because the betting industry has grown. People actually now do watch the Melbourne Cup. Do you find it strange that a country has the whole day off for a horse race? Well, actually, Melbourne. Yes, I do find it very, very strange. We have two public holidays for sporting events, the day off before the AFL Grand Final. So we should. And the, and a horse race. I have been a few times to the Melbourne Cup. So now we've got bands on. Taylor Swift was slated to come and do a couple of songs before the race, but she's pulled out. I don't know who their replacement is. The big news is, though, Daryl Braithwaite's not available for the Cox Plate this year. That would be the one day on his calendar he'd scratch in. Yeah, I have been reading some reports that they reckon that the song Horses is a little overrated. <laughs> um, I, I like it, so I don't really care. Awesome. But I was actually at the Melbourne Cup many years ago when Princess Diana was there. Oh, really? Yeah. And she went around in a carriage on the ground. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Good morning, you're on the bucket list with me, Beefy, the world's biggest sports fan, and Diana Simons. And Diana, this is going to be an absolute great Melbourne Cup carnival, a spring racing carnival. And we've got Neil Wilson, who's the CEO of the Victorian Racing Club, the old VRC who put on this great event every year. Neil, good morning, how are you? Very well indeed, good morning to you. 
Well, we're coming into racing season. Obviously, today uh, we're at a core field, and that's normally the uh, one of the bigger lead-ins to uh, Flemington Week. Well, I think two weeks out, we're um, certainly getting cup fever, a cup week. Um, it's building each day. As always, we've got a number of new things happening this year. We've got some uh, fantastic um, racing, of course. Uh, the Melbourne Cup, the Lexus Melbourne Cup stands out on the Tuesday, the first Tuesday of November. The race that stops the nation, but across the other days, Derby Day on the Saturday and Oaks Day on the Thursday. And then, of course, we've got uh, Sip of Wine Stakes Day on the, on the final Saturday, um, known as Family Day. And across the, the four days, we're expecting over 310,000 people. So it's all shaping up and uh, we're really excited about the racing, the entertainment and effectively just the, uh, the style and the excitement of being there. Yeah, it certainly is an amazing event. It is etched in Australian sporting folklore. Why do you think that, uh, you know, it's become this must-come-to event in the uh, Australian sporting calendar? I think that um, you know, people, as, as, as we talk about, have a, a bucket list, and I think most people put on that list things that are, that are the best in the world. And there's no doubt that we see the people that come from interstate, um, that come from overseas, definitely have on their list one day to come to this great event, and it's a 158-year-old social and cultural tradition. And I think people want to be part of it. They They really don't know until they're here. They hear people talk about it, they hear about this unique combination of racing and style and fashion and a culinary experience and the laughter and the, the buzz that, that's like no other, but they really don't know what that's like until they walk through those wonderful gates of Flemington. No, that's exactly right now. Not that it needs pumping up, because this is an event that is attractive to, you know, not just locals and not just Australians, but from people all over the world. You see with the TV coverage, Francesca Kumani comes out every year. The jockeys, Frankie Dettori, comes out to ride generally only the one race in the car. That's the pull of the Melbourne Cup itself. Nowadays, over half the field are international, as we call the Raiders, looking for the big prize. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's $3.5 million to the winner. Well, this year it's uh, $4 million. Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> this year, um, no, well, it's, it's, it's a recent update. And uh, this year, the uh, Lexus Melbourne Cup is, has a prize money total of $8 million. And the first prize is $4 million, And the second prize is a millionaire as well. So there's great attraction as you say for internationals and we're very proud of the international status that the race has and the locals also you know, of course are uh, keen to be in the race and, and uh, there is about a half and half spread and there's great stories of horses that you know have come through country ranks and might have cost five or fifty thousand dollars and then there's the global powerhouses of, of Godolphin that bring across horses like Cross Counter which won last year so there's so many great stories of uh, the horses and you know in, in 2015 with Michelle Payne on Prince of Penzance the first female jockey to win the Lexus Melbourne Cup and it's just a a, a potpourri of uh, you know the great stories, and every year a new story is created, and I think that's the wonderful uh, aspect of of the, of the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And as you said, on a world basis, this year we're expecting a, a billion people to see the Lexus Melbourne Cup, and that's the the reach of the. Of the, of the story, the reach of the race and, and the platforms that are now emerging for that to be delivered through social media, through digital stations, through a whole range of different areas and uh, we're very proud of that uh, that statistic as well. Now Neil, our show is called The Bucket List as you touched on earlier. Is there a sporting event or a culture event around the world that uh, when you might, might even take some holiday time after the Melbourne Cup finishes you might get away to try and go and see? 
I did have on my bucket list for many years the Ascot uh, racing, and no surprise there, I guess. And I ticked that one off, and um, I'm so glad I did, and been back a couple of times since. And it's a wonderful experience to see another great presentation of, of racing and, and the carnival, such as that, and uh, the pomp and ceremony of the, the royals and everything that goes with it. It was a wonderful experience. Um, outside of that, I do have a, um, an aspiration to get to the Masters Golf one year. I'm not a great golfer, but I think that ex- that experience would be uh, something that would be really enjoyable and I would look forward to that at some point. Now, the uh, Spring Racing Carnival kicks off fairly shortly. If you want to get to Derby Day on the Saturday, Melbourne Cup Day on the Tuesday, Oaks Day on the Thursday and Stakes Day or Family Day on the Saturday, how do we get tickets, Neil? Where are tickets still available? Flemington uh, Connections. Uh, if you dial in Flemington, you'll get to a ticket selling opportunity and uh, get those tickets uh, available to you. So please um, don't hesitate to... Uh, to dial into flemington.com.au. Uh, you know, a ticket, an adult ticket for any of those days is less than $100 with uh, Derby Day at 83 Cup Day 89 Oaks $60 and $64 and Stakes Day. Uh, children under 16 accompanied by an adult are free. And that's a, a, so something that we've maintained because we do want it to be an experience for everybody. You know, that's great value for, for a day at the carnival, which includes so much more than just the racing, but the racing is the best in the world. There is so much going on around Flemington, around Spring Carnival Week. Neil Wilson, the CEO of the Victorian Racing Club. Di, if you want to go on a sp- Sports tour experience, who are you going to choose? Sportsnet Holidays Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel. They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events. Sportsnet takes the stress out of organising travel to those bucket list events. Oh, we're talking Wimbledon, we're talking the Monaco Grand Prix, you name it, they go there. And what's more, Sportsnet can provide access beefy to some incredible money-can't-buy experience and they even host their own functions and dinners. So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis... This year's Rugby World Cup in Japan, the State of Origin, or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a lifetime. Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Sportsnetholidays.com, that's sportsnetholidays.com. Or give them a call on 1300 888 that's 1300 888 Sportsnet Holidays, turn that dream sport trip into a reality. Good morning, you're on the bucket list. And we've got Scott McCulloch, the General Manager from Travel Money Oz. Scotty, what are you up to this weekend? Uh, mate, this weekend is all about the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. Yeah, of course, because uh, uh, you're a Kiwi, so uh, you've got Ireland. Obviously, my boys have got the French, so uh, how are you looking? Uh, look, mate, I don't know. We could be out in the quarters or we could swing through and make it through to the semis. It's a bit hit and miss at the moment, I think. We're in the same boat. You never know which French team might turn up. Very true. Now, with the currency world, the recent news, Facebook's, they've touted about putting out this new currency themselves, but I think that might have been uh, kiboshed. What do you reckon on that? Uh, all the main sponsors uh, seem to have pulled the pin at the moment uh, in supporting it in Visa and MasterCard and PayPal, etc. So when when those guys start to pull out, it becomes a challenge as to whether that's going to be sustainable moving forward. And maybe they haven't looked at what's setting up a cryptocurrency. Probably looks like an entails in the world of setting that up. Now, the Aussie dollar as well against the... Well, we'll take the British pound. The British pound is at uh, an absolute 12-month low from our side of things. But what about those people like my mum and dad who have retired over here? They get paid in pounds, so they must be having a ball. They must be getting massive dollars for their pounds at the moment. (laughs) Mate, they would be loving it. The pound has taken an absolute hammering, you know, off the back of Brexit. It is not a great time for Australians to pay 
part in the country. But in saying that, uh, an amazing time for people like your parents. Uh, they haven't seen numbers like this since Brexit hit in 2016. So if you're in Australia and you're British and you get paid in pounds, or if you've been on holiday and you've got some left and want to transfer it over, now is the optimum time to do it. Now, the best thing, obviously, about using Travel Money Oz, you can actually change your leftover foreign currency. And if the rates change over the next 14 days, if they change in your favour, Travel Money Oz will give you the difference. Tell us about the rate move guarantee, Scott. Uh, absolutely right. Obviously, anything you do with us over the next 14 days, if it does go within your favour, let us know and we'll give you that difference back as well. So, you know, any time's a good time to trade with Travel Money Oz. So if uh, if the Wallabies manage to get up over the Poms, the pound is going to take an even bigger hammering, so that'll be even more money in your pocket with the rate move guarantee. Scott, how do we contact Travel Money Oz? Uh, pop onto our website, travelmoneyoz.com. Do you and get a score on our one three hundred number. Travel Money oz.com jump online you get the store locator and you can lock in the best rates available scott enjoy the rugby this weekend best of luck to the all blacks and hopefully it'll be an all black wales final in a couple of weeks time thanks beefy that'll make for an interesting combo won't it oh definitely you're listening to the bucket list with beefy and diana simons This is a guy from South Africa. He was at the Wanderers when Australia made 435 and South Africa chased it down and got the runs. He was in Istanbul when Liverpool were down 3-0 and came back to, to win the European Champions League. This is a guy that knows his sport. You'd think he'd be doing something cricket-related or football-related or any other sport, but no. He is going to take on the Mongol 100. Now, this is a 100-mile adventure race across Mongolia. I don't know why anyone would want to do it, but here he is. Here's Cliff Carp. Cliff, good morning. Tell us about the Mongol 100. Basically, it's 100 miles in South Mongolia. You do it over four days, so you do approximately 25 miles per day. Temperatures get to below minus 20 to minus 40 degrees, and apparently there are also wolves on the side. Kind of makes it a bit more fun. Not only is it you're going to freeze your toes off, could get to minus 40, you also yeah. run the risk of getting eaten by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you on your toes anyway. How many people end to the Mongol 100. Every year they get to about 18 to 20 people. There's three ways to do it. You can either run it, you can either cycle across, or you can ski it. For me, the most challenging part would obviously be the running. It's probably going to be over four days or three nights. Do you sleep yeah. on the ice? you carry a tent with you, or do they go from station to station? You go from station to station, and if you don't keep all your gear by the fire, everything freezes and breaks. Have you been to Mongolia or even out of Mongolia before? So this is going to be a first for me. You're going to have a GPS tracker on you so that all your yeah. friends and family can actually track your progress live. I have a terrible sense of direction also, so I'm certainly going to need one of those. Do you get that satellite tracking guide so you can actually follow where you, where you are so you, you don't go way off course? So they attach it to you and they say just run forward. Pretty sure that there will be people along the way just um, checking in because obviously the terrain that you're in, you don't, you don't want to get too lost. No, that's very true. Uh, um, and my aim is really to finish 40 kilometers a day. So really what I want to do is run 10, walk 10, run 10, walk 10, and then just relax. 
There are bears in the local area, but they generally are all asleep hibernating. The wolves aren't yeah. a risk because the size of the group, the, all the campsite staff will have rifles. So uh, if you get lost, just don't wander into the trees. Good advice. Thank you very much. Uh, no, no problem at all. I'm just letting you know just ahead of time. The dates for the Mongol between the 1st and the 8th of March in 2020. So are you doing a bit of uh, cryogenic work to get used to the cold? I do a bit of CrossFit twice a week. I also do some circus training, NICA, which is the National Institute of Circus Academy. The big thing, I'm really focusing on ways to decrease the lactate that goes through my body. Are you worried about the cold at all? One of the dangers is you get something called brain freeze because everything is cold. And if you're not prepared, you just might wander off a bit. I've kind of used to the cold. I've been exposed to it limited because I climbed up the Franz Josef Glacier and you have to wear lots and lots of layers. The other danger that I obviously have is to have to be wearing ice spikes. There are not many places in uh, Melbourne that I can train wearing ice spikes. So I was thinking of contacting the ice rink to see maybe I can just before they shut down if they let me on. I can start running around that because I have absolutely no idea how I can train for that. Yeah. To be honest, if you can get into the ice rink, O'Brien Arena, we'll come down and cheer you on to see how you... Uh, okay, you right. So with, with your big uh, three-inch spikes on your boots, let's, uh, let's come and watch yeah. you have a run round. That would okay. be quite amazing. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Another bit of training that I'm trying to do is a bit of altitude training. Places, as you know, that you go to where they put you into a chamber and they decrease the oxygen yep. level and that kind of emulates being at a higher altitude. This is a very different bucket list event. Cliff, all the best in Mongolia.